I thanks a lot for uh, t- taking time out to come on the show. So, where, where are you from? I am born and raised in the DMV area, so I'm from Montgomery County, Maryland. Well, pump it up, pump it up. All right. And you are a sports reporter. Man, you, you, that's my alley and all that stuff. So i got to ask this question. Do you play any kind of sports, uh, tennis, golf? What made you get into sports? Yeah. You know, I get asked this question a lot, and it always takes me back to good memories. I grew up playing many sports. I played soccer. I did cheerleading. I did basketball. I did volleyball, um, even tennis. So I pretty much feel like I played almost every sport growing up, but I just love being active and I just, I'm competitive. So anything that let me use my competitive edge, I was very involved in. That's great. So tell me about how you got into uh, being a, a news reporter, a sports news reporter. Sure. So I would like to say I just grew up in a sports family. So some school a lot, but my dad went to Grandland State University. I am a daddy's girl, so I was born and bred um, as an honorary Gremlinite. Um, and of course, anybody that knows about Grambling State University knows that football is king, and that was one of the first, first sports that I learned. Um, I've always loved sports. I've had cousins that played overseas, um, volleyball. I was always tall, too, so I was always getting pulled into different sporting um, events. But I just love sports. I love the atmosphere. I love the people. Um, I love how it brings us all together. And then, again, I love the competition phase of it. So sports have just always I've been drawn to. Um, and it's just something I knew I always wanted to be around and stay around. And so playing sports was magnificent. But when I saw that practice pro was not in my car, the next best thing for me was being around the game by being a journalist and reporting on sports and connecting uh, the game with the end. So sports is just kind of been something that's always been in my blood, and I, I don't see it running out anytime soon. Wow, that's 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 great! Congratulations. Um, you also do, you do a lot of uh, national um, interviews, uh, you know, reporting like NBA, NFL, mm-hmm. golf, things like that. Who have you interviewed so far in uh, NBA? Yeah, NBA. So I cover. I'm based in DC, so I cover the Washington Wizards. So I've had, of course, all the Wizards, but I will have to say. Um, one of my favorite interviews was interviewing Steph Curry when the Warriors come to town. I mean, I think everyone knows Steph's story, but not only is he right. a great basketball player, who, of course, we're continuing to watch in this NBA playoff series, but he's just very humble. We'll take the time to talk to each and every person in the locker room. And you can tell it's just genuine and from the heart. So he's one of my favorites. Um, I've done boxing. Um, I've had Clarissa Shields, of course, she just won her last boxing bout. Um, I've had All everybody. Right. I've had soccer stars. I mean, I can go through. So many names, um, but pretty much I've wow. done every sport. I've had tennis stars. I mean, pretty much any sport that you can think of, I've had them on my show. I've been able to in person um, or I've touched them in some type of way. So there's a lot of big names. Wow. I can pull, but I do not want to take over your whole show going well, through I'll all the I got you. I got you. <laughs> Football stars. We got so many questions. <laughs> we got so many questions. Guys, call in at 646-929-2487. We do have a caller online, and we will get with you shortly. Um, you, you also was a, 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 a Miss America uh, in the pageant. You was in pageant years ago. Tell me about that. Yeah, so I think pageants were something that were really different for me. So I grew up in tomboy. Um, never met, I mean, it, it was it was tough. So my mom really thought that pageants would help kind of bring out, I guess, my, I don't want to say girly side, but bring out um, this another side of me, I will say. And pageants were great because it really helped me to hone uh, my public speaking skills. And, of course, being a journalist, that's something you need to be very good at. 
And also, it really just helps you talk to people, right? If you have to get sponsorships or you really just learn right. kind of the business side um, of, of yeah. media, which is great. And it really helped me make a lot of different connects. And then now, I mean, after doing pageants, I really just learned kind of poise and how to really um, grace a stage, how to demand your presence on a stage. And so now it's nothing right. I think about twice. But um, pageants take a lot. It takes a lot. So I, I commend every single pageant girl. But I am thankful for my pageant experience. It just kind of gave me, like, I will say, a boost of confidence. Right. Well, you're a very inspiration to myself. Uh, I'm a radio host, as you see, and uh, Tiger impersonator, but I love doing interviews, and you know, I'm still learning uh, the process of you know doing interviews and much more. So it's, it's a big uh, inspiration to myself uh, to have you on the show and learn uh, the insights of what it's like to be a reporter. You out there, uh, out there talking to people on, on a daily basis. I'm doing it on the radio, mm-hmm. so I'm very impressed by that. And you know, hopefully, I can continue following your your career. Well, thank you. I really appreciate your kind words. That means a lot. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, you also work with Jeff Powell. How how was that experience? Yeah, so Jeff Powell production was magnificent to work with. If anybody has seen the movie Friday Night Lights, we kind of did the real story of that, um, and it was based on the legends of Texas football. So of course, Texas is football. Um, if you've been to Texas and seen those humongous and huge football stadiums that they had in high school. It was magnificent to work on that story, and it was great because we kind of followed the players to where they are now. Um, so it's great. One of the players is actually a senator in the U.S. Senate, so he went from playing football to now being a senator and making important decisions. And it was really great to just kind of continue that story. I think we all love the movie, but to see where they are now um, and to show how football kind of helped them, um, whether they went pro or whether they, of course, went to the U.S. Senate or whatever they're doing, it was great to kind of follow that along. Um, being a, a part of that story was, was really great. And it's great to have the support of Fox Sports Southwest where the documentary documentary was actually shown. Um, But that was something that's really special to me, again, because I love football. Um, And just to really kind of make sure that the story never got lost in our hearts and minds and kind of just a continuation. That was was fun. Wow. Okay. We're going to take a quick commercial break, and we'll be back with Miss Poe in the house. Stay tuned, guys. Okay, guys, let's pump, pump it up. We got some questions uh, from Miss Nicole, so we're going to take some calls here, guys. Caller 773, you're on the air. How you doing today? I'm good. How are you? This is Renita Serena Williams Lookalike. Hey, Miss Serena. Hey. Oh, <laughs> hey. Um, How are you? This is uh, <laughs> I'm doing good. This is um, Nicole. This is Serena Williams Lookalike. She's my co-host. Oh, very cool. How are you, nice Carol? Nice to meet you, too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> well, I I got a chance to um, listen to one of your um, your broadcasts earlier today, and it was yeah. about the um, the um, wrongfully um, the wrongfully accused. I believe mm-hmm. it was. Um, mm-hmm. I heard the gentleman saying how he had been incarcerated for 27 years, and then yeah. um, he was able to get out. And I thought that that was such a great thing. But um, I just wanted to know for you, how do you um, be, how do you separate it so that you you don't become 
you know, emotional um, when mm-hmm. you're doing the interviews because, I mean, that's such a, a touchy subject, you know, that could have right. been anyone, you know, that mm-hmm. that we know on a personal level or, you know, just to know that something like that happens to anyone. How do you, you know, um, stay stay focused on, on, on the interview but not become emotionally attached? Yeah, that is a wonderful question, and I think that's something each and every journalist probably has to ask himself um, every day. And in the interview you're talking about with Jimmy Gardner is one that I remember like it was yesterday, because as you said, in spending 27 years in, in prison, I could never imagine, like you said, if that would have happened to any one of us. I mean, it would be difficult to handle. But one thing I always try to do is say, as a journalist, you have to remember to stay objective, and you have to remember that your job is to get the story to the viewers, not to insert yourself in the story. If I become emotional, I instantly put myself in his story, and I take away from his personal um, background, and that's something I never want to do because, as you said, listening to it was about him, and my job is just to ask those questions and, again, make sure that the listeners understand who he is, what he's about. So that kind of the objectivity mm-hmm. is something I try to stay forward to and just remember, like, your ethics and journalism. Um, I think as soon okay. as you get emotional and into it, you kind of take away from being a journalist, you kind of become more okay. personality or other different things. But especially when it's a hard subject, um, I mean, nowadays we live in a world where school shootings are, it's sad, but it seems like almost the norm. But I know that's a difficult thing to report on, but a lot of the journalists just make sure that they keep the story on those students, um, and they have to try not to be sad or get themselves in that story. Uh, and that's a great question, right. but it's something you have to ask yourself every day and make sure that you're prepared because you never know what that story is going to be. Um, but you always have to remember okay. it's not about you. It's about the other person. Okay. Great way to view it. I have another question for you. Uh, did you ever um, interview or had any uh, interaction with uh, Tyler Wood or Serena Williams uh, since they are the most, um, you know, high-profile athletes? Yeah, that's another great question. So Tiger Woods actually had the privilege of interviewing him at his Quicken Loans golf tournament um, that he does here in Bethesda, Maryland. And, of course, that tournament is wonderful because it's for charity and you get to meet a lot of military families. So, yes, to Tiger. And Serena, I actually have a chance to interview her. Actually, with her sister when they opened a new tennis center here in Washington, D.C., in Southeast D.C., in Ward 8, um, for the students and kids here. So, actually, yeah, I've had the privilege of interviewing both of them, which are two of the top on my list um, of all-time interviews. <laughs> my <Mine> too. <laughs> is this a full-time job for you? Um, like, you know, or is this, I mean, since you went to school already, but this is a full-time job for you? Yeah, so I, yes, I, I cover sports full-time, and then I also do consulting for communication. Um, but people mm-hmm. always laugh and say, like, I'm always working, and I mean that I'm always working. Um, but as a journalist and someone that's dedicated to your craft, I think it's always a full-time job. Um, and right. I would say plus tax. Um, you're working each and every minute. You have to always know what's going on. I mean, sometimes at the spur of the moment, I'm asked to do a show or I'm asked to be a guest on something, or I'm asked to do a panel. So it's something that I do, you know, all the time. Um, but I always say it's you truly eat, breathe, and live sports and sports reporting because there, there's never a dull moment in sports, which I'm sure you know. No, it ain't. No, it's not. No, it's, not. <laughs> it's, it's, it's very interesting. I mean, it's um, fulfilling. Like I told uh, Rita um, that I love doing interviews, and I'm, I'm learning 
Uh, and you also, uh, I don't know if you uh, worked with Tom Jordan-Mortar or was it uh, a Photoshop shoot? But did you work with him or you had any uh, connection with him? Oh, yeah, you're talking about the Radio 1 Honors. So I have not worked with Tom. I would love to. Um, yeah, I was a guest mm-hmm. at the Radio 1 Honors. I have been a special guest a couple times on multiple Radio 1 shows. So I like to consider myself like an honorary member of that family. But Tom, of course, as you know, is like just one of the all-time goats um, in in journalism and radio broadcasting. Wow, yes, he is. Yes, he is. (laughs) Okay, guys, we're going to take another 15 minutes, well, another break, and we'll be back. Now. Talk show with my guests, Miss Nicole and Serena Williams, look alike. Okay. Um, you have any more questions? Either? Yes. I would just like to know um, with the fact of um, as a journalist, you're pretty much always on. How do you balance your work life and your personal life? Yeah, that is another great question. And honestly, that's also something I have to work on every day because it's not easy. Um, it's hard, okay. but I think as much as you can, you I always say people make time for what they want to make time for, and you have to make sure you have new time and time for yourself. And that's something I've been okay. working on. You can't overwork yourself, and people tell me that all the time. They're like, you're 26, and you do not want to get burnt out um, because I don't know what the work that you do. So that's something I've had to do is just become a lot more organized. And then also I've had to learn um, – just how to say no sometimes to things. And sometimes I get asked to host stuff or different things, but I have to make sure it's in my schedule and I have time for it. And even when I'm doing a story, I make sure I plan time to write the story, make sure I have time to interview. I just I travel time in my calendar. So literally now I plan almost every minute to the day. Um, but it's hard, but again, you have to make time for what you want to make time for. Of course, put your work and job first, but don't forget your family, friends, and loved ones because no day is promised. So as much as I can, if I get free tickets to a game, guess what? My family's at that game watching, um, and then I'll get to talk with them during the game, and we'll get to see me in action. Um, I'll get invited to special okay. events, making sure that my loved ones can come to that special event. So I also try to incorporate them into work um, when I can. But, again, you have to make time for what you want to make time for, but, of course, dedicate yourself to your craft because it's a competitive field. I won't lie about that. Um, and you always want to make sure you have the best product going forward, and the best product, I think, means that you're putting the most time into your work. But, again, it's something that you have to ask yourself every day because each and every week is completely different for me, as I'm sure it is for you guys and every other journalist out there. But, yeah, you got to give yourself wow. the healthy time. <laughs> right, right, definitely. <laughs> that definitely sounds yeah. like a, a good idea to be organized and, you know, try to have them um, – incorporate them into, you know, the outings and things like that so that yeah. way you are, you know, um, doing what you love as far as work and spending time with the ones that you love. That's a great way exactly. to do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you, do you ever get nervous when you interview people? Like for me, um, I've been doing this since 2011, off and on. Um, I mean, I tend to get kind of like wound up a little bit, uh, but I try to, go in a quiet room or something like that to, you know, focus on what I'm going to say. Um, but do you ever get nervous 
uh, when you're interviewing someone, you don't want to mess it up or, you know, you don't want to say the wrong thing or what, what calms you down, yeah. what gets you exposed? Yeah, I will say I, I do get nervous. Sometimes I think sometimes people think that I don't. So I'm kind of not so. No, I do get nervous sometimes, especially like if it's someone that you've idolized, right, or looked up to. And for me, especially if it's someone that's maybe not necessarily in sports. Um, so like I had to be the cast of Ballers last year during Fight Night DC, and let me tell you, I had never watched the show Ballers. I didn't know they were going to be there. So I'm quickly on my phone just like reading through some of the stuff in the show. But then it was actually more comfortable. Uh, because I got to learn about them through the interview and do follow-up questions. But I think for me, of course, preparation will help you um, not be so nervous. But for me, seeing that light go on, the red light come on, and knowing the camera's recording, that's my comfort zone. I like being in front of a camera, right? So I know most people get scared of public speaking and things like that, but that for me is my time to shine, so that's when I like to take control. Um, but, of course, I mean, you will have those nerves. I think the time I got most nervous is when I had to interview Lamar Ball. Because in my mind, I'm like, if this goes south, he might cuss me out or he'll call me out. Um, but it, it actually turned out being you know, one of the best interviews just because I was myself and I was natural. And you just have to let things flow. So I think when you're yourself um, and you just kind of really go on the interview questions, like sometimes you'll be prepared to ask certain questions, but sometimes the interview won't go that way. Don't be afraid to just follow your gut and your heart and go with those other questions that you think of. Um, when the other when your subject is talking, and so I think for that now I don't get as many nerves, um, but I will say, for example, I got to interview like a uh, former president Barack Obama or somebody like that. I know my nerves would be there, but I just know Ooh, a lot yeah. of people can't see it, so I have to turn on, right? <laughs> I would have right. To so again, like you, you have to deliver. So of course you get nervous, but if you know you need to deliver and it's in your job, you'll do a good job at it. But nerves are natural. I think nerves they help drive us. I think when you're nervous. Um, you know, you put better energy into what you're doing. Okay. Wow, that's a blessing. That's a blessing. Yeah. So, did it? Was it hard for you to get a job as a reporter once you got out of college? Was it hard for you to land a job? Yeah. For me personally, I would say. I mean, it's it's a hard industry. But if you put the work in, it's not so hard. And I say that to say, when I was in college, I did 17 internships which I know is, like, unheard of. Everyone thinks I'm crazy for doing that. But I did that to see which areas I liked and which areas I didn't like. And then also, of course, doing that many internships, you get to do the thing that you need to do in this industry, and that's network. So by the time I got right. out, it was great because I got to reach out to people that already knew me, that already knew my work ethic. So it was easier to get that job, where if you come out and you haven't done those internships, it is going to be a lot harder because essentially they're looking at your application and they don't know you from, from anyone else. Um, so I will say it, it's hard because the industry is hard, and anybody that knows journalism and media, there's less and less and less jobs, and you always hear about right. journalism, but your work will always speak for itself, and also how you treat people um, will speak for, for itself, and if people like to work with you. So for me, luckily, when I was coming out of college, because of those connections I made, it wasn't the most difficult, especially since I've been in this area for a long time. People knew who I was and knew my work. Right. Wow. I mean, it's very impressive. I mean, I, I watched uh, some of your uh, YouTube videos, and I mean, it's very impressive and very elegant, and, you know, you say the right thing. So, you know, you, you know, it's it's very impressive. Hopefully one day Thank before you. I turn That's 60 cool. years old, I, I can be a reporter. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I won't be an old tiger somewhere no, walking around. Natural. You will be good. Awesome. I can already tell them how you guys both are on this show. You guys are natural. Yeah. Thank you very much. Now, what what do uh, you have any other questions, uh, Sharita? No, I do not. Okay. Um, what what other um, 
projects are you working on? Where do you see yourself in maybe five, ten years from now as a journalist? Oh, yeah. That's a great question. Hopefully five years from now. I'd love to be national. I love covering the local sports. I would love to be on a national network um, covering sports. And also, I, one of my things I'm also big and passionate about is my, non, my community action project and turning that into a nonprofit. So as much as I love journalism, um, I also love giving back and mentoring kind of the next generation and making sure opportunities are there. So hopefully I can have that up and running, and then hopefully people will be seeing my face more naturally um, and hopefully soon becoming a household name. And in 10 years, I would say I'd love to be better honing my craft, and, and I think big, I think mm-hmm. big all the time. So I would love to follow my idol footstep over one free network, and she has the own network. Hopefully I'll have, like, the K&N network right. in 10 years. Who knows? Um, but I, I think I'm always wow. my next move and my next step, and I, I'd love to be my own boss, hopefully, um, in 10 years, kind of doing my own journalism and media thing. Right. That's good. That's great. That's great. Guys, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be back with Nicole. Okay, guys, we're back on the Matthew Talk Radio Show with my guest, Fox reporter, Nicole in the house, and my co-star, Sharina Williams Lookalike. Um, any other questions? Um, yeah. No, I don't have any questions that I can think of right now. <laughs> okay. Um, are you looking to do any acting or anything like that uh, in the future? You know, this is a question I get asked all the time, and I will say, I think I can do commercials. I don't know if I can be an actress. Most people that see me, and if you look at my social media, I don't have, right. I'd have to really work to get into a lot of different emotions. I'm usually high energy, happy, smiling. So for me to, like, play a role right. where I can do, like, a, a, a mean or something, I'd have to really dig deep. Um, but I will say, I wouldn't mind doing acting, though, because I think acting helps you bring out parts of yourself that you might yes, not even does. know. So I do think it could only right. make you a better journalist. So maybe in the future. I got asked that a lot during Super Bowl week this year. And I was like, not right now, but maybe in the future. <laughs> I'll take your information, and we can talk. Right, probably right. commercials. Probably commercials. Commercials, <laughs> yeah. So what's the, the, the good side and the bad side to being a journalist and a reporter? Uh, what's the good and yeah. bad side of doing this? I think the bad side, I'll start with the bad side because I like to end on a happy note. But I think the bad side is that um, it, it, it can be hard. I know earlier you guys asked me the question of balancing the, the work-life balance, but I've had to say right. no to a lot of different events with friends. So happy hours and parties and all that type of stuff is usually mm-hmm. a no for me um, because I'm working or I'm preparing for something. Right, right. So I've had to turn that down a lot. Um, and so, I mean, it, it, it could be bad in the sense that sometimes not all your friends will understand that. Um, but, of course, your real mm-hmm. friends will, but, but it's a lot of work. A lot of times when I'm traveling, it's the work, so I try to squeeze fun in there, but that can be hard for some people. Um, but I, I think it's a bad side, but at the same time, again, it depends on who uh, who, you, who you hang around and who you're with and who's in your circle. Right. But I think the good side is that because of my job, I've got I've gotten exposed to so many different places that I probably would have never been. Like before the NBA, before I covered the NBA Finals, I had never been to San Francisco and the Oakland area. Wow. But 
lo and behold, right. the Golden State Warriors continue to put themselves in the NBA finals. Pump it up, so pump it up. All right. right. And then you get to meet a lot of different people, and I think that's right. what's nice that's about true. sports. And it, you know, it's really made me well-rounded um, and well-versed, I think, mm. as a human being. So I'd say that's a good sign. Wow. So do you get invited to a lot of parties and uh, from um, NBA players, NFL, you know, people uh, in the sports industry? Yeah, that's a good question. So parties, I usually, so a lot of journalists, I will try to keep myself, um, if I do go to a party, it's usually more benefit parties, if it's by more play or something mm-hmm. like that, you know, something for their nonprofit. Um, but I will say, do you try to keep journalism and, and fun kind of kind of separate? And being in the industry, right. you know, I'm not just partying with players, right? Like if I, got a, if I am at a party, it's like a charity event or something like that. So no, right. I really don't go to any of the like party stuff. It'll be more so there are like events outside of the job. Um, and again, that's more so the yeah. nonprofit work that they're doing. So yeah, you won't see me. You won't see me at Rose Bar or anything with any players or anything like that. That's cool. That's cool. Um, and that's just that's just that's strictly business. Right. Now, let me ask you this. Uh, you know, sometimes people might ask me, um, family members or friends, you know, why you just do entertainment, why you can't change up to do, um, you know, crazy things like uh, people getting stabbed or whatever, you know what I'm saying? My whole thing is just to be entertainer, you know, interviewing authors, you know, uh, authors and things like that, you know, lookalikes or actors. But sometimes mm-hmm. people want you to change up. In a, you know, in the industry to be diverse. Do you think that's a good thing or a bad thing, or just be where you are? Yeah, I think I think always means first and foremost always be true to yourself, but always be well versed. Um, you always have to have multiple skills. And I say that to say, right. I mean, yes, I do sports, but if there's a job opportunity and someone thinks I'm right, like especially since I'm in D.C., I have done politics before, right? Because it's right here. Right. But it's not that I don't do political news. It's just, of course, sports is usually what I'm, I'm freelance out for. But, yes, you definitely want to be well-versed and have different things in your background like you. I mean, I think sports and entertainment journalism kind of go hand in hand. So I have any movie stars, but, I, of course, I've also interviewed sports stars. So I wouldn't say that's a bad skill to have. Again, <laughs> especially with the job industry right. changing, you want that. And I know this is not journalism, but when the government shutdown happened, you saw a lot of people who, who found themselves limited and unable to get another paycheck mm-hmm. because they felt they only had one skill and one source of money. Um, when the, the job shut down, you know, a lot of them were like, well, what do I do next? But then you also saw those right, stories right. of people who had side hustles Chicago, D.C. in the house, uh, New uh, Vernon, Mississippi. Thank you a lot. Anything you want to say to your audience out there, Mr. Poe? Um, yeah, I'd say, well, thank you to everyone for listening. This has been such a blast on this show. And if people you know, want to hear more or follow my stuff, I'm easy to reach on social media. I'm at The Real K. Nelson, so The Real K. Nelson on Twitter, Instagram, and Snapchat. And then on Facebook, just look me up, Kelsey Nicole Nelson. Regular spelling, K-E-L-S-Y. I look forward to connecting with people. Um, I love doing a live event. And then if anybody ever just wants to talk sports, don't be afraid to just at me or hop in with me. I'm going to talk sports back and forth. I can do that all day. And hopefully people look forward to my NBA playoff coverage 
Um, even though my Washington team isn't in it, it's just a blast to cover. So, yeah, this was a blast. Like I said, I hope people check me out. KelseyDeconelson.com is my website. Never be afraid to reach out to me. Amen. How about you, Ms. Rita? Anything you want to add? I just want to say thank you for allowing me to talk with you today. Um, I do feel like I have a little bit more insight, you know, um, on what it is to be a journalist, um, you know, and just, you know, like I said, um, keeping yourself um, keeping yourself out of it and, and making sure that it's all about the person that you're interviewing. So I thank you for mm-hmm. that. Um, I thank you to everyone who chose to listen to the show today. Um, I thank you, Matthew, for the opportunity. You're welcome. You're very welcome. Thank you. Thank you very much. And, guys, you know, Ms. Nicole, thank you very much. Like I said, you've been an inspiration for both of us, um, and you showed us and taught us some, some things about being a journalist, and hopefully we can take that knowledge and use it and apply it to other places and all that good stuff. Yeah, thanks again so much for having me, and best wishes to both of you in the future. And we, and we will, I, I will be following you. We will be following you. <laughs> yes, I look forward to it. I appreciate it. Same hey. here. I'll be following you Amen. <laughs> Okay, guys. Amen, guys. God bless you. Keep you. And, yo, always pump it up with a smile. Let's take it home.